This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, welcome back to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. It's time now for one of our favourites. We've had her on before to tell us all about her gardening expertise after working in television for so long, not only in sport, but also in home improvement, especially in the backyard, front yard, is Joanna Griggs, who's part of the Channel 7 crew for the Winter Olympics. Uh, Joe, how are you? I'm fabulous. It's so great to talk to you two again. Uh, we'll get onto the lawn a bit later, but firstly, um, the icy snow <laughs> in Beijing, which I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks because, yeah, it's just mayhem, the Winter Olympics. What stands out for you about our uh, our team over there? I know you love it so much. Remember back to 2002, Salt Lake City and that magnificent Stephen Bradbury night as well. But uh, what stands out for you this, this time around for 2022? Oh, well, there's a million stories on an international scale, but even if you just focus purely on the Australian team, we've got a small team, you know, probably our third largest team, but it's actually still relatively small when you look at the size of teams from around the world with 43 athletes. So we have an amazing amount of depth and an amazing amount of athletes that have been really getting results on, you know, on a global scale coming into these games. So we probably have more medal chances. I reckon hard to go past sort of Scotty James in the half pipe. Um, if you want one event that stands out, we've got Hirana, who was in the skateboarding in Tokyo. You've got Sean White in his fifth Olympic Games, just an absolute legend of the sport who, who really put snowboarding on the map. Scotty James, who's just won his fifth X Games coming into it. And then you've got young talent like Australia's Valentino Gaselli, who's the youngest in the team, 16 years of age, currently holds the, the world record for the highest air. And then still stuck with another, you know, probably sort of 10 other chances that could, could really, you know, be there in the mix for the final. That's the one that I think um, you, you would almost, if you wanted to have a safe bet, you'd say Scotty James for the gold. Joe, it's been interesting that the evolution of the the Winter Olympics and the, the X Games that you spoke about, Sean White there coming across, well-known, super famous um, around the world from his feats in the X Games and now bringing that and these events over to the Olympics, which has been the best one that you think the, that's come across and, and is now the Olympic sport? Oh, look, I'm obviously, you know, half-pipe's been amazing. Um, all the, you know, the, the slaloms on the snowboard has been pretty exceptional. Um, slope style and big air, I think certainly seeing that um, on the women's program this time round, you just, you, I think it's one where you feel like there's that element of danger. I mean, there's already danger, speed, excitement, precision in, in so many of the sports. I mean, look at any of the sliding events, whether it be the luge, the skeleton or the, the bobsleigh. And all of that is what makes the winter so exciting. You go, you can pretty much look, whether it's, you know, alpine skiing, whether it's sliding events, whether it's, you know, some of these sort of more sort of tricked up events, moguls, aerial skiing, it is exciting it is thrilling it is skillful but it does have that element of danger where you know it can go terribly wrong as we have seen in the past um and i don't know it's so different the stories are so different i think what captures people's imaginations are we're so familiar with so many athletes in the summer games 
Um, we really only get to hear about these Winter Olympians every four years. And when you think about what they've been through the last few years with the extra um, layer of COVID added to it, uh, you, you sit there and you go, okay, what they're doing on, on a world scale is truly incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the, Considering it snows in Australia for about comparatively seven minutes compared to the rest of the world, to be able to do what we do and the, the Winter Institute, they built this big uh, water jump up in Brisbane for a lot of our aerialists and mogul skiers to do it. And it, One I like, Joe, um, and you can speak it of a bit because we've got medal chances in this as well, especially with the, the reigning world champions in the uh, the snowboard cross teams event in Bell Brockoff and um, Jared Hughes is snowboard cross, which I liken to something that you see on a Japanese game show. It's just mad. It is just <laughs> absolutely mad. It is mad. You know, they're going at crazy speeds. They're getting a huge amount of air off, you know, sort of these big sort of bumps along the course as they go and coming around tight corners and jostling for position. I mean, the interesting thing about uh, that mixed team, uh, parallel snowboard slalom, is that actually the combination of Bell and Jarrett isn't officially locked in yet. It it will depend on how they go in their individual Ah. events as to who will actually go into that team's event. You'd imagine it would be them, given that they're, they're the current world champions, but... That is the sort of sport where anything can happen. You've got, you know, Cam Bolton, who's back for another games, and you know, at Pyeongchang four years ago, he had an absolutely horrendous crash, and he ended up breaking his wrist, having it taped up, and went back up and did another run again. I mean, the athletes are so tough; it's rare to go through anyone's, you know, bio without having all sorts of injuries. I mean, we've got Tess Cody, who starts in the, the women's snowboard slope style qualifications today. She got bronze at the 2021 World Championships. Now, she, four years ago, obviously, um, was the youngest member of the, the Pyeongchang team. Got as far as to the, the training run, the last run before she was about to compete in blew her ACL. So you think about that that moment where her life, where she goes from living the dream to it just becoming an instant nightmare and having to rebuild overcome a fear and get back to a best. Well, she, she's back. So she's a big chance for a medal. You've got, you know, the aerial skiers, we've always had amazing depth in that. You've got, you know, Laura Peel, who did a jump a couple of weeks ago um, in Deer Valley that was one of the highest scoring jumps in women's aerials and actually would have put her on the podium in the men's event at that time. You've got moguls, Jakara Anthony, who, you know, made eight podiums in the World Cups in the lead-up coming into these games. Her first run, she was cleared two and a half points of the rest of the field, and it actually scored higher. Uh, she would have won with that with the score just for that one run in qualification the other day. She would have won the gold in Pyeongchang, and she would have actually beaten Matt Graham into the silver medal position in the men's event. So you just you just keep going. It doesn't matter if you go skeleton, Jackie Narricott. You can look at all of these results of what people have been achieving you know, at the World Cups on the way in, which is really the only measure that we've got because COVID has interrupted so many things over the last couple of years. And we have a lot of chances over a lot of sports. We've got... Mm. Bree Walker in the mono bob. I mean, she's she's a massive chance. She's had several podium wins and and podium you know, um, finishes in the last two years. So she's she's definitely in the mix for a medal. Joe, who's the Simone Biles of the rest of the world? Who, not of our Australian athletes, who do we need to make sure that we watch over the uh, the Winter Olympics? Um, who is the uh, who are the the show stealers over there? Well, there's there's a couple, right? So I reckon if you if you want to talk about those, you know, really exciting um, 
sort of X Games sports, you know, in, in the slope style, you've got Eileen Gu, and she's made headlines. Uh, she's competing for China. She actually grew up in, in America. She grew up in San Francisco. At 15, announced to the US ski team that she's going to be representing China, her mother is Chinese. Uh, it was hugely a, a massive decision, which obviously went down like a lead balloon in the USA. She's a t- uh, two-time world champion um, coming into these. She's 18 years of age. She's an absolute superstar, both in America and China. And she's actually going for the slopestyle big air and half-pipe trifecta. So she's amazing. Um, you've got you know, people like Irene Voss uh, from the Netherlands, who's a speed skater, who is attempting to do something that no man or woman has actually done um, in Olympic history before, which is to win five individual gold medals uh, at five consecutive Olympics. So she's going to be in the, the 3,000 metres gets underway um, today. And, you know, you look at the names that she's currently sitting alongside of, and it's, you know, Michael Phelps and Carl Lewis, who won four individual golds at four consecutives. But, you know, that's somebody who can can go that next level again. And, mm. and when you're talking about legends of sport, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of, of just how phenomenal she is. And honestly, there are... I feel like in this is not just like the one Simone Biles that you, you could actually list a, a reel off about 30. Um, obviously, lots in the uh, you know, Scandinavian countries in sports like the cross-country skiing and the um, uh, biathlon and, and even in a lot of the sliding events where that they really, really dominate. But, you know, we, we still have um, athletes that we can look out for in each of those, whether it be bobsleigh, whether it be luge or whether it be skeleton. Now, Joe, um, just away from the Winter Olympics, we both regard ourselves as the Simone Biles of lawn care Absolutely. now, having uh, done this for about six months or so. And I've got a T-shirt. I mean, he's got a T-shirt to prove it as well. I'm just interested, <laughs> Joe, you, you, you're away for a couple of weeks, obviously, doing the, the Winter Olympics. You're not going to get back to a jungle um, to your property, are you? The, the things are going to be taken care of? You, you, you don't have to worry about that aspect? <laughs> No, no, it's definitely going to be a jungle because we got absolutely caned with COVID before we came down. So we, um, you know, at the moment, you only have to look out the window and you can watch the grass grow, you know, five centimetres in what feels like an hour. Uh, so we are already well behind where we would be with um, mulching and, and mowing. And to be honest, I spoke to my husband this morning who is up there. He's still really sick. He's had he's had that long form of COVID where he's still crook as and there's been a bit of rain so he can't even can't even get out in the tractor today. So he just said, Honestly, I'm I'm looking at, at grass that's now about up to my knees. So he said, Don't judge me when you come home. So I he's got a couple of weeks to see whether it dries out a little bit and he can get out there. But um first first and foremost he's gotta get gotta get healthy. Have you got any tips there, Joe? That's been a little a common one, Adam, that I've mm. had from our mowers community where they've been away over Christmas and New Year's and they've mm. come back to the lawn that's quite long. Mm. And how do they attack that with the mower? And the brown snakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The brown snakes and the, and the red bellies. Um, look, to be honest, I, th- I think the real key there is the tempting thing when you see your lawn way, way, way overgrown is to cut it really short. And that's the very worst thing you can do because we're still going to have some really hot days coming through. And if you do that, as soon as there's a, a boiling hot day, it will burn your roots mm. and, and your absolutely lush green lawns that we're all lucky enough to be experiencing now will brown really, really quickly. So I, I think the key is keep it just that little bit longer and do it more regularly. As painful as that is, just think you you only really have a couple more months where you have to do that before before winter will slow things down significantly. Adam, you should have taken that advice before you got your hair cut this week, my friend. <laughs> I was going to say to you, Nick, don't burn your roots. Well, <laughs> hey. Yeah, well, we're, <laughs> <touché>. <laughs> we're gonna leave that right there, right there, uh, Joe. 
so looking forward to the the seven coverage and you being a part of it, of course. Um, again, what Olympics is this for you? Is it seven, eight? Uh, number eight, eight, oh, eight Olympics and third winters. How good. How good. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it all. There's some inspiring stories. And, um, yeah, you've, uh, you've, you've certainly done your research. You, you gave it to us right there. Really appreciate it. And um, looking forward to all those stories that you just explained so eloquently just then on the Mowers Club. Thanks, Joe. Thank you very much.